Hey everyone, and welcome to the Good Enough Gaming Podcast. Join Trevor, Daryl, Jordan, and Kyle as we bullshit about all things gaming and nerdy. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Good Enough Gaming Podcast. This week's episode is entitled, It's Like Chess, Just Way Cooler. Uh, we on the Good Enough Gaming Podcast like to support one another most of the time. Um... As it is emblematic of our bond, but there are times where we have to make some tough choices and show our allegiances to certain games and styles. Some of us are more thorough and patient than others, (laughs) yet we still find ways to use our strengths and weaknesses to balance out and reach victory most of the time. This week, we're surveying the landscape of a unique genre and getting our ultimate strategist brains going for a delve into the Fire Emblem series uh, and the newest title, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, uh, and maybe talking about The Witcher a little bit too. Uh, With that, we actually have a special guest this week. Uh, We have uh, Siri Witcher of Sintra from Instagram joining us to talk about all things Fire Emblem and obviously The Witcher, because with a name like Siri Witcher of Sintra, I figure... Which will probably come up. So, uh, welcome. <laughs> thanks for thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, Fire Emblem is my second favorite game after The Witcher, so <laughs> I'm excited. So, uh, obviously, I, we we like to do you know like origins and that sort of thing. Uh, where where did you actually get your start into gaming? Um, so I think my first ever video game was like Super Mario Bros. 3 and like Zelda Minish Cap on Game Boy, which is like, I don't even know how old I was. I was like maybe like eight years old. Um, and then I played it on like Wii and GameCube and um, I was like mostly pretty much all Nintendo. Um, and then I took like a little break after my teen years. And then when I got into graduate school, I started again and I got a Switch and uh, back into like 3ds and now i'm in like pc and ps4 and stuff so yeah just across the board mm-hmm. um so you know we we are talking a lot about fire emblem if you if you had to pick what would be your your favorite fire emblem game i think fire emblem three houses would be my favorite because it was actually my entry so then i've kind of gone backwards and um i've gone all the way back to like game boy fire emblem games but three houses definitely is my favorite right daryl i I might get you to take some of the uh the heavy lifting here today since you are our most experienced uh fire emblem uh enthusiast fire emblemer fire (laughs) emblemist do they call them whatever whatever it's called (laughs) yeah um no so both of you, as far as all the the titles that you have played, um, which which would you say is your your favorite or your the best protagonist out of out of all of them? Ah, uh, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> you yeah, Daryl, you can take a start. Uh, well, for me, like I have played almost every Fire Emblem title there has been, besides like some of the Japanese renditions. So, uh, is one of my favorite titles of all time as well. Uh, it's basically to me, I compare it to chess. It's just a lot more enjoyable of an experience because there's, you know, there's some actual tangible characters and movement and gameplay pieces. So I really like this game from a strategy point of view. Uh, my favorite title though, by far is Radiant Dawn. 
uh, for GameCube. Um, Ike is, to me, the the pinnacle protagonist for the series, uh, and his battle with the Black Knight, this like ominous character uh, within the story, I think is just one of the coolest uh, pieces they've ever done in the series. So that's my favorite title of all time. But there are so many good ones. Um, and Kyle, you would not like these games. There is a lot of dialogue. You mean can't skip cut scenes? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know if I can do it, man. Just too much reading. Just, <laughs> let me do stuff. Yeah, you actually, in um, three, like in all the games, there is like you unlock support cutscenes and uh, you get tea with the characters in three houses, like up your support spurs. And then you unlock, basically, you get like a grade for every um, like relationship level you unlock with more cutscenes. So a lot of, a lot of watching. So it's like a warrior dating simulator, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> in a lot of ways, <laughs> I, I like all the titles across the board. Yeah. Like, you're basically making pairings and setting people up and trying to be matchmaker throughout it as well. Yeah, like if they don't die, they'll get married. Oh, wonderful. I feel like I made that pact <laughs> with someone at some yeah. point. For reference, Daryl, if in comparison to like a Tales of Arise or, heaven forbid, a yeah. Biomutant, where, where how much... At? How much text or conversation are we talking here? Well, uh, I guess it, it really depends on how much focus you have on putting characters close together in battle and unlocking the support conversations. If you don't care about the extra bonuses and stuff like that, it, it would be le- it would be significantly less. But if you want to okay. have every single conversation, and in uh, in Fire Emblem Three Houses, if you want to talk with every person between every chapter uh, back at the school at like, and the church and everything. Like if you want to do that, uh, we're talking tales of a rise level dialogue, uh, maybe more. Um, <laughs> Get wow. into that, bio, so, that bio mutant zone. That's scary. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot, but it fleshes scary. out story arcs. And, and if you're invested in certain characters that you're leveling up and, and trying to spend more time with, then you get to know that character a little bit more. And, and so it's just, Whatever you want to invest in is what you're going to get out of it kind of thing. It's not mandatory, but recommended, I guess. So there's there's two different, like, styles of, of game, like, within Fire Emblem, right? There's, like, grid-based versus, like, warriors. Can you, can you sort of... I mean, this is... I am someone who's never... <laughs> I've, the closest I've come to Fire Emblem is, like, walking past it at a game store. Um, so, so if you could shine a little light for me, like grids base versus warriors, like what's the, what's the difference there? Yeah. So like with the new warriors game, I mean, there was another fire emblem warriors game. That one was not good at all in my opinion, but the (laughs) new one is really good. Um, yeah. So basically like pretty much all the like traditional true fire emblem games have that like grid, like chess like system, but then. Um, and it's basically, like, you move your character to a certain space and, like, you could predict before you make a move, like, how much damage you're going to do. So you kind of, like, before you actually make a move, you could spend a lot of time just, like, 
planking your next step. So they can be very long battles, um, especially if you do like. So there's also in the newer games you could choose classic versus casual mode, um, which is brutal if you do classic. Basically, that means you perma death for every character. So it's really intense. But then in like the Game Boy versions, like I just played Sacred Stones recently, there they don't give you so it's just perma death all the way through. Um, whereas casual, it's like they're out for the battle, but they come back. Um, so it's like very tactical and strategic for the like grid, but then for the warrior style game, it's like there still is. I think they did a good job in the the new one, Three Hopes, like um having it still incorporate like strategy in some traditional fire emblem gameplay while being like more hack and slashy like um you get basically like a certain battle objective that tells you like you in order like if you i don't know have this one dude die in battle then you'd like game over automatically but if you like clear out this like section you win um so in that way it was like still strategy and like i think though it's, it was so weird like playing fire emblem three hopes warriors because everything is so like immediate like you have to be super like in the moment because people are just attacking you whereas in like three houses and awakening like all the older games you have like hours like decide any like one move you have a chance to like slow it down and think it out versus having to be mm-hmm. think on the fly yeah, it sounds like a nightmare sort of for my wife <laughs> <laughs> i can yeah, would like these games though, i guarantee it Oh, I bet yeah. she would. I think she would like the, you know, the matchmaking side of it. I think she'd be into that for sure. <laughs> the anxiety of permadeath, though, stresses me out. Like, I'm already, the heart rate yep. is elevated Ooh. right now just thinking about <laughs> permadeath stuff. I, I don't do well with that kind of thing. Jordan, you played Three Houses, though, yeah? Uh, I made it about halfway through, and then for me, it was the, it was the dialogue and stuff. I just felt that it dragged on a bit. So I, I really I kind of struggled to get into it. Um most of my uh, Fire Emblem experience is playing uh, Marth and Ike in Smash Bros. <laughs> like, using Ike is also my go-to it. dude in Smash Bros. So. Yeah. yeah, they're great. You know, so that that's most of my experience. But I would like to, um, I would like to go back to some of the older titles because I've heard that uh, some of the some of the uh, ones from the GameCube era and stuff like that were phenomenal. Um, so I, I wouldn't mind actually going back and trying some of those. For sure. Yeah. Um, so you you did mention that you you started sort of at three houses and worked your way back. Do you have like through yeah. across the series? What would you say your your like, top three favorite characters to play would be? Oof. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I I think like. Like, Byleth is probably just, like, because that was my first intro. Um, but then she's also a silent protagonist, so I'm like, does she have selective mutism? I don't know. But I still liked her a lot. Um, yeah, and I really liked playing Corinne, because I think the Fire Emblem Fates games, too, is one of my favorites. And, like, you could customize a little bit your character as well in the Fates games, which I liked. Um and then I don't know. It's like so hard to choose. Um, I guess then an awakening. That'd be my next favorite protagonist. But like, yes. <laughs> um, but then in like three houses, though, like so many good characters, like supporting characters. I have like twenty favorites. Twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of them. That's a lot of characters. There's there there's a lot of different characters you can work with throughout the games, right? Yeah, it's like I don't know exactly how many per house, like, but like ten per house maybe. And um, then there's the secret fourth route and DLC. Yeah. So like, 
a lot. And I mean, I think they do a good job, though, where you kind of like, if you do all the supports, you get to know them. So like, you'll remember who everyone is and stuff and you get emotionally attached. So permadeath is like very yeah. brutal if you do that. <laughs> this kind of sounds like one of the dynasty games where you've got like 50 different people you can choose from to work with. And <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so we, you know, we, we met you per se through through instagram and you know all our, our gaming instagram community how did you actually get involved in in starting that up like what what inspired you to to kickstart that yeah so i kind of got back into gaming after like so many years of not playing and none of my friends in real life are really gamers and i was like well no one's gonna want to hear me talk about like zelda was <laughs> no idea what i'm talking about really so i was like i need to find people so um i posted a really like ugly basic zelda photo on instagram and i was like <laughs> please someone follow me um but then i learned how to like make my photos look nice and stuff and then i got more followers and it was like nice i had like a little community yeah um i have like a witcher fan club group chat which is fun and like um i met a bunch of people and like yeah like jack who you guys interviewed a while ago he sent me like a nino cooney present for my birthday once so it's like nice community I, w- I was gonna say i do really appreciate the the aesthetic approach you've taken with a lot of your your instagram posts and stuff because i mean like a lot of gaming community tends to look like you know sweaty neckbeard dudes um and <laughs> it's it's nice to to see the other side of it where you know gaming can be a lot more inclusive and involved and speak to a lot of different people in a lot of different ways um that's I mean, really what draws everyone into gaming is there's always something for everyone. You know, so it's, I, I just want to say, I really, really appreciate the, the aesthetics and that sort of touch you've put into building that sort of gaming aesthetic that isn't, that's nicer to look at. So, so. <laughs> Thank you. The, yeah, the I have The art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that we appreciate the artsy yeah. side of things. We're uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I we're think not that's just honestly. morons over here. <laughs> well, hey, speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little 50-50 yeah. split there, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool though hearing those kinds of stories from other people though, because I think for you know I think for us at the podcast here as well, like. You know, we're fortunate enough that we have a couple of close friends in real <laughs> life that are also gamers. But uh, we we have all felt at different times in our life like we've had to kind of hide that nerdiness, so to speak. Like, and and being able to reach out into the gaming community and and have a connection with these like minded people. You know, it's it's kind of been a breath of fresh air. You know, being able to just talk about anything and everything gaming related and there's always somebody interested in having a conversation about it it's been uh it's been really fun yeah yeah definitely i feel like it's nice like you know everyone like shares that common interest and i've actually like since then i converted so many of my friends to be gamers now and like got them because i was like i was like you can't be my friend and not play the witcher like let's not laugh i'm sorry um and it's funny because my boyfriend actually like he was he's a really hardcore gamer and he hid it from me for like the first year because he was embarrassed and then i became a big gamer and he's like this is what i've really been doing on wednesdays so uh it's just funny (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome love that just you know you find a partner that just accepts everything 
You know, it's like, hey, we're a yeah. message here, you guys, is don't be ashamed of who yeah. you are. Just Yeah, like he knew about Witcher before I did, and I was like, how dare you not have told me about this game? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So we, we've talked a lot about, uh, you know, Fire Emblem and the games that have, you know, that we've, you've experienced uh, before. I can't speak for myself because I, again, haven't touched them. Too much reading for <laughs> my little puny brain. <laughs> Uh, what would you say? Too much strategy, too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Um, is there is there one one of the titles that you feel really deserves a sequel the most? Like one that you would like to see expanded on more? Um. So I know I've like talked about three houses, but I think it actually is the perfect game for either a sequel or a prequel. Um, especially like the house leader for blue lions and the house leader for black eagles there's just like so much lore of their backstories and their history together and um it's a possible spoiler um and black eagles um like the house leader there basically is the only route you could turn against the church and that's so cool and you play it for the first time and find out how corrupt the church really is and everything um but then the other house leader blue lions like has a secret past with her and just seeing like how different their positions are but then they like grew up together i feel like it'd be so cool to see like their childhoods together just kind of like how they became that way and like led to that so i feel like a prequel would be really cool do, for three houses do other fire emblem games link or is it kind of like final fantasy where they're sort of like each separated it's like pretty separate in general i feel oh. like i mean there are um some games where like there'll be a character from another world but like it feels the stories feel pretty different oh okay it's it's it is cool like uh in birthright you get some characters that are actually from awakening that have yeah. like somehow crossed over and they've <laughs> changed the order of the letter of their names or like change their name completely kind of thing like one letter or whatever like serena becomes selena and stuff like that like it's just yeah. they do things like that to kind of keep keep you like hey that model looks just like the, the character model looks like the exact same from the last game except oh, the, it is the person from the last game yeah so there's some cool pieces like that um yeah, but they're generally speaking, they're all standalone titles and stories. Would would there be one Fire Emblem game in the franchise that you guys would say like holds up the best? Like, if you were to go back and replay one, is there one that stands out as you know the story and the mechanics and everything? It's aged, I guess, aged the best out of all the other ones. Is there one that stands out? I'll let you go first. Yeah, um, so it's, like, hard because I kind of played all of them, or not all of them, but a lot of them recently. Um, I feel like all of the 3DS titles are still really, um, like, really good and up-to-date, and I think, like, even without even a remaster, I think would do well on Switch now. Um, but I loved, like, all of the Fire Emblem Fates games, and I loved Awakening um, and Echoes, too. Um, I was surprised, like, playing the Sacred Stones on the Game Boy, though. Like, it was still so good, and I still had so much fun with it now. Um, and that came out, like, I don't know when it came out, but I feel like it wasn't long after I was born. Um, or maybe oh, wow. it was. I don't know. I was born in 96. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it was, like... I think, <laughs> it's a, 
I think it's a 2004 title. Yeah, I was like, I was little when this came out, because um, I was just playing a uh, Live a Live before, and I realized it came out originally in 94, and I was like, oh, wow, I wasn't alive yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool, like, playing Secret Stones, and just, like, like the gameplay still stands up. It was, like, very forced pyramid death, you know, the anxiety was high, and, like, the story was, like, still, like, interesting and everything, yeah. That's cool. So for, for me, it's Awakening. Um, and I say this because it was it your awakening. The, it, well, in many ways, I have I had I'm not joking. I have over 500 hours logged in on Awakening. Wow. So I have one. I have one game file where I have unlocked every single character's uh, max amount of classes. So every character I've changed their class to every possible thing that they can be to unlock all the different skills. Uh, everybody's max level. I've done all the DLC content. Like it was so fun to play. It was so good. It was a really, really polished game. Uh, and I love the Fire Emblems games that let you um, let you do other content in the midst of the story and kind of farm levels for your characters so that you can you can walk in with a stronger party at the end game and and like not worry about people dying <laughs> yeah. so just like farming and like padding your stats to uh that sounds like a daryl move for sure yeah well yeah it's just yeah <laughs> Elden if you know me you know me yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i love that too also i don't know if you played stella glow before on 3ds but like they took like all the inspiration from fire emblem and it feels like an unofficial fire emblem game and it's so good I have not played that, but I you should play that. that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we are adding it finding, to the list. The problem is finding 3DS games now. That's that's yeah. been my problem. I was trying to hunt down yeah. Fire Emblem just to play it for this episode. Essentially, and I was like, I can't find anything. Well, I I, I ended up jailbreaking my 3DS for that reason because I was like, well, I'm not gonna spend a thousand dollars tracking down a bunch of you know games, so. I ended up going the, the pirating route and just modded it and downloaded all the stuff I wanted. So, But it's Nintendo. You can still get it for full price on Amazon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, just what you want, right? Full price for a 10-year-old game. Yes. Yeah. Score. All right. So we're going to take a little bit of a tangent. And uh, both Jordan and Siri are going to provide us with uh, their picks this week for the Treasure Trove. Treasure trove. Let's uh, let's get Jordan to start here. Jordan, what do you what do you got for us on tap this week? Ooh, all right. So this is a game that uh, Daryl and I have actually talked about uh, a little bit, uh, but I figured I'd keep. I, I usually like to keep my treasure trove selection on point for the episode. Uh, so this week is Ruined King, a League of Legends story. Um, this is a game uh, made by the Airship Syndicate, uh, who pretty small developer, but uh, they made uh, Battle Chasers Night War uh, on the Switch and the PS4. And uh, everyone knows how we feel about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, that uh, you know they they specialize in turn based RPGs. Um, they do a lot of uh, graphic novel kind of art style. A lot of their characters are 
uh, almost pulled from from you know comic book pages, which is really cool. The the art design and the enemy design is great. Um, and Ruin King they uh, partnered with the uh, League of Legends guys, so bigger budget. They got to uh, you know borrow um, lore from that universe, and uh, the game is fantastic. It looks great. Um, it uh, plays really well. You know, it's a three three team party um, RPG, um, but uh, they kind of tweak things a little bit where um, your special attacks actually have a normal stance, speed stance, and power stance. And Ooh. so, depending on kind of where enemies' attacks are going to be lined up on this little progress bar. Um, you can decide to change your stances to either attack ahead of time, or if you need to bypass a, a character's move, you can do the power stance and do it later. Um, so it just adds a little bit more strategy, and uh, you know, there's more to think about than just your generic press a button, watch the action unfold, and then you know you just move on. So um, definitely worth a worth a check. Um, the game. At full price is is only forty bucks. I think I was able to get it for like twenty five, um, and uh, yeah, it's a full fledged RPG, so uh, definitely worth taking a look if you like that turn based action. Um, I, I highly recommend. Nice, Kyle, you're muted. Helps if I'm not muted. <laughs> Siri, we're gonna we're gonna put you on the spot now. We're gonna get you to guest spot on the the treasure trove. <laughs> Um, did you have a, a game for people that they should check out, whether it's, you know, new, new release, but under the radar or something from, from the past that is just so good that people should, should look into. Yeah. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 is one of the best RPGs. It's like one of the few RPGs that has been almost as good as Witcher, which is a very high praise for me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you could play for hundreds of hours there's so much content and um what i like about it is that basically every single side character is voice acted and has a quest but they're really interesting story-wise too so and you should do it all for xp anyway because it's a hard <laughs> game um <laughs> but it's like very hard um but it's really fun and i like did not mind dying in that game at all because you just have to kind of rework your strategy each time and it's really fun like figuring out and um you kind of start out like basically on this like prison island and like figuring out just how to escape and all the different ways to do it is really cool and like everything is um a choice pretty much in the game like you could literally do whatever you want like kill anyone i kind of kill everyone at the end of an area to get xp so i'm like and i'm a <laughs> necromancer so i'm like a serial killer i guess in this no case. witnesses um, you're not you're not killing yeah. people you're making you're, you're making new friends yeah, you're making friends yeah <laughs> exactly they're helping <laughs> um yeah it's really fun and yeah you could like play any way you want um they have like i think like there's a bunch of companions you could choose you can make your own character and you could even customize the companions but there's like a bunch of origin stories and um you could change all their abilities as much like i played as Sibyl, but she was not meant to be a necromancer and i just like did that because it's fun so yeah it's, it's a really great game like our hundreds of hours of content great story like really great tactical gameplay yeah, awesome. I would recommend if anyone has been interested in playing Dungeons and Dragons, but like doesn't have a group of friends to play with, get Divinity. Like that is okay. right up your alley. Between that one and um, 
uh, Pillars of Eternity would be another yes. one to, to look yeah. into that way too. Yeah. You, you had my curiosity and now you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where's really my wallet? Good. Yeah, right. Pretty good graphics. <laughs> I mean, for, for what you would consider like an isometric game, it's, it is very yeah. good graphically. And like she said, like lots of content, lots of character building. Cool. And really good soundtrack. Yes. Always, Ooh, always okay. a plus. Cause that like soundtrack. Oh, Jordan's Jordan's definitely got his attention now. <laughs> yeah. Just the, the game soundtracks is. Yeah. That's up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> So put it in our jukebox. Yeah, put it in the jukebox. Yeah. Uh, bringing it back now, we're we're gonna we're gonna move from Fire Emblem and we're gonna look at the the Witcher side of things. Um, obviously, you're you're into the Witcher because of your your Instagram handle. Uh, but what what about it? Uh, like, sort of spoke to you and inspired you to you know, use that as your your handle on Instagram. Yeah, so I used to be a Zelda account, and then I played The Witcher, and, like, I think I was a third through, and I already was Sorry, Witcher of Sintra after that. Um, I, like, I love the, the game. Just like Zelda? <laughs> Zelda who? Sorry, I'm with Siri now, yeah. Um, I, unfortunately, it's on Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, I saw the trailer, and I immediately was like, I have to get this game. Um, it was my first real like open world RPG actually, um, and I think it just has everything about a video game I love, like soundtrack, gameplay. Like I love like melee combat, and uh, I just kind of like to jump in and kill everything. I <laughs> but then in Fire Emblem it's different, but I don't know. Sometimes I just you know want to slash stuff, um, and I thought that was a lot of fun. That. And the world, <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> just gonna kill me. Um, the world is just like really pretty and huge and it was so much fun to explore like especially i don't know if you've all played the dlc like the blood and wine dlc in tucson is just like so beautiful like the whole world and the whole new map and like just like like you could like wander forever and it's so pretty um and i really love the story too like i actually read all eight witcher books so um it was really cool then like just see kind of seeing like yeah, um, so like the games, Witcher 1 takes place like I believe like five years after the books end, so um, that was really cool, just like I love the narrative of it, and I do like cutscenes, so that was fun, and I got very interested in Geralt's love life uh, and choices, yeah. Are you, are you, are you Team Triss or Team Marigold? Yeah. <laughs> team um, I So it just doesn't make sense for me for Geralt to be with Triss because no, in sorry, the books. It's your Yennefer, sorry. I was just like, that's sorry. It's like Meredith Grey is in the <laughs> Witcher for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I like in the Witcher books, Geralt just is constantly rejecting Triss. So it, it just was like weird for me to romance her. So I did Yennefer. But I think Yennefer <laughs> is so much more likable in the books. Like they just make her so mean in the games. Like, no, she's not always like this. But yeah, I, Yennefer, I do love Triss, but I think. Him and Yen make more sense, and he needs her to be mean to him. He's annoying. Team Yen for all. The way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep him in check. Keep him Isn't Blood and Wine one of like the most highly regarded DLCs? That's you know like across games yeah. as far as like you yeah. know bang for your buck and content and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been I've been meaning to jump back onto it, but I've been waiting for the PS5 upgrade just. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. It I, is a controller I want to get game back into sure. it when that happens. Um, but yeah, blood, blood and wine is easily one of the best 
expansions of any game like that it's that's how good that is um if anybody hasn't played the dlc all of them are really good um but blood and wine is special like that is on its own tier for dlc it is fantastic yeah. so i mean as far as as the games go what do you how do you feel about the the netflix uh like witcher series yeah, I enjoy the show, but like it's my least favorite of everything. I think season two I enjoyed a lot more because the first season basically combined uh, the Last Witch and Sword of Destiny, which are short story collections, and like I just think it was too confusing for people who didn't read those to understand the timeline because it was all like kind of all over the place. And I think it was really I think they did the best job they could have to put that into a season, but like. It was just hard. I feel like they should have just started with the first book, which is Blood of Elves, and that's what season two is. Um, but then what annoyed me about that is that they changed the lore. Unlike Leshens, do not bite people and turn them into Leshens, and they belong in the woods. Like, this makes no sense. This is historically <laughs> inaccurate. Um, yeah, and then they made, like, Yennefer a traitor, and she would never do that. And I'm like, do not slander Yennefer like this. So <laughs> those things, I do like it. We will not tolerate Yennefer slander. No. Yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about uh, Hen Henry Cavill as Geralt? Do you think that's a good choice for for that character? Um, I think he actually does a good job, which kind of surprised me. But I actually really I think he does a very accurate voice, like video game Geralt, and um, I love that he also was a huge Witcher fan before being cast. I think that helps a lot, and like he's like quoted the books before and like filming apparently. Um. Yeah, it's, I only find him attractive when he plays Geralt. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was gonna say like Henry Cavill is like a huge fucking nerd, like in his own He's, right. Yeah. He's my Superman. Yeah. That's and my it's the Superman. greatest thing ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, but did you also devolve? Have you gone full Gwent? That is a that is a very serious question. Did you Ooh. did you do fall into the the, the card game? The Gwent trap. Yeah, so I uh, definitely played a lot of Gwent. The Gwent trap. Yeah, I wasn't like as intense as some people. Like I know some people did like every possible like card that could like everything. I didn't go that hardcore, but like I was, I was into it. It took a lot of my hours. <laughs> almost. I mean, it's almost like a better version. Or I mean. You know, there's there's some games where you've got you know the little board game additions on the side. We talked about, um, you know, the oh shit, what's it called in Horizon? Um, strike. Yeah, the strike, strike strike board game, which is infuriating to play. Um, it, it seems like Gwent has this whole following that you don't really see as like a like a side, you know, a side game in major major games. Um, but it's no blitz ball, but it's okay. <laughs> oh God! That, uh... <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a Went got right its there. went got its own game. Yeah, like, it's one of those things. Yeah. Like, it's almost like Hearthstone yeah. for like the Warcraft community. Like it got its own game, and it's a card game. Like that's that's impressive. That is pretty. Yeah, wild. I know it's crazy. <laughs> so, um, you, you talked about you know, reading all the, the prequel 
Witcher novels and that sort of thing. Um, is there any storylines from either, you know, those novels or the, the games themselves that you would like to see them expand on more in the, the Netflix series at all? Um, so something I really want to see more, I feel like they will do this in um, season three, is I want them to show more of Yennefer and Ciri's relationship, because that was a big part of um, the books, like, and uh, she calls, like, Yen her mom, and, like, Yen calls her her daughter, um, and I feel like in the games, they kind of minimize that a ton, because they didn't want to complicate the, like, Triss-Yennefer love triangle for people, um, so I would love to see, like, more of that shown, um. And there are a lot of characters in the books that um, aren't in the games. Like, Milva is a really cool character, and um, she's, like, one of my favorites. And um, Regis is in the Blood and Wine DLC of The Witcher, but he um, hasn't, you know, like, come in the show yet. He's a big part of the books, and, like, um, for people who didn't read the books but played Blood and Wine, like, Geralt kind of looks a little emotional, actually, like, seeing Regis. So, like, if you know, like, why, it's, like, really cool. So I'd love to see him as well in the show soon. For sure. Um, was there any, nice. what was your like favorite character portrayal or like the one that you felt was like truest from, you know, the games and books to the, the, the series? Is there, is there one that, uh, like really stands out to you as your, your favorite or the most accurate? Yeah, so I feel like they're all kind of a little differently represented to me than, um, like books and show. I think actually like Carol is pretty good, um, I feel like, like, Triss and, um, like, Yennefer and Siri all feel really different to me than in the books. Like, I actually didn't love the Siri casting, but I think she, at season one, she does a lot better in season two. Um, just because I pictured, like, Siri more, like, rugged and, like, you know, really sassy. And then, um, in season one of The Witcher, she, I feel like, looks like the kind of girl who'd be, like, in a ballet class with me and just a kid and bully me. Um, and, like, she's not too like a Siri. Um, <laughs> but then in season two, she did a lot better. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was her fault. I think it's just how they wrote her. But, um, I think Carol, like, he does a pretty good job um, of, like, being accurate to the books. And, like, even though Yennefer feels different to me in the show, I still really like the actress and, like, how they've written her and, like, given her, like, even more of an in-depth backstory to kind of explain why she is the way she is. Awesome. I, I'm i really looking forward to the, the third season and just sort of how they've, they've developed the show as a whole. I, I feel like it's brought in a lot more people to the witcher and you know like fantasy gaming because like really people will see the show and wonder where it started from or like where it came from and then sort of look into the game so it's it's nice to have at least decent you know translations from from game to show that um to to book (laughs) yeah to book (laughs) um that are accessible to a lot of people and bring more people in that way because i mean there's been awful awful adaptations from video games to, yeah. to movies and vice versa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I think that's the yeah. surprising thing too, is there's a lot of people that don't even know the Witcher is a book. You know, a lot of people watch the show and then they were like, Oh, it's a video game franchise. And then like, it's, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's amazing how many people. Yeah. yeah. You know, like there's a lot of people out there that have no idea that they were books first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. kind of crazy. Most importantly, though, I do have to ask, what is your take on Yaskier or Dandelion? Oh, Dandelion. Cause just because, <laughs> I don't know. Well, because I played The Witcher 3 first, and I'm just so used yeah. to him being that. 
just being so extra. Yeah, I don't know, Dandelion, like, I love him, but he's kind of like a clown, so I feel like Dandelion is him. <laughs> so, uh, just, just to, to wrap things up here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a very, very difficult, difficult question. If you were trapped on a desert island, just with, like, any gaming console accessible to you, what would be your your desert island top three like your top three games that you could bring to a desert island and be content with to play while you waited to be saved Ooh, okay um definitely well obviously with your three uh fire emblem three houses and then hmm, i want to say dragon age but i feel like it's not as replayable so I'll go for Divinity Original Sin because I feel like those three have like the most hours of content replayability. <laughs> Just gonna say, it's like that's thousands of hours <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a lot. Like I don't need to be saved. <laughs> no rush, you guys. No rush. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not done yet. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Just leave me here. Yeah. I've only beat one game. I've got two left yeah. to go. Just yeah. do it. Do another yeah. circle. Yeah, exactly. Ship La- shows up. Loop yeah. back later. Yeah, loop back around. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I I think that that about wraps it up for uh, us grilling you for uh, you know Fire Emblem content here. Uh, I want to want to thank you again on on behalf of all the guys here for uh, for joining us tonight. I I hope you had a good time. It's it's always fun to yeah. to nerd out and talk video games with like minded people. Um, just to uh, reiterate for everyone listening, uh, your, I think we'll, we'll link her Instagram handle in the, in the, uh, descri- show description, show notes. Yeah. Uh, it's yep. uh Siri Witcher of Sintra with a little uh, dot period of in there. Yeah. <laughs> Siri Witcher period <laughs> yeah. of Sintra, uh, on Instagram, uh, you can find, she's got a lot of nice gaming photography, um, and gaming content. Uh, and a nice little community that follows her too. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, thanks for uh, for coming, and I hope you you had yourself a a good enough time on the uh, <laughs> Good Enough Gaming podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at geg podcast. Check out our website, goodenoughgaming.com and write us an email about anything from our episodes or something you would like us to discuss in the future. You can also now join us on Discord on the Good Enough Gaming Discord server. We really appreciate you listening and hope you continue to join us on this epic adventure of discussing all things gaming and nerdy. Please subscribe to the Good Enough Gaming podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to your podcasts and rate us five stars so we can find more good enoughers in the process just remember we might not be great but we are good enough